What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com uh, coming to you from a very, very chilly walk. Uh, it's, uh, it's quite cold out, but anyways, got my sweats on, got my shoes on as opposed to my uh, typical flip-flops, so I'm uh, good to go and uh, ready to talk about baseball cards with you. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of... Uh, stuff to uh you know prepared to talk about um but uh there was something interesting that happened on ebay um this uh this evening and it kind of made me uh, think about it a little more so uh i think probably about a week ago or so uh there was this uh uh jose canseco uh bat barrel one of one that was posted online on ebay and uh, they said the starting bid was $99, um, but, you know, they were willing to, make, uh, to listen to offers, and so I reached out to them, and I'm not really sure why 100%. It's a nice card, really nice card, uh, but it's a, it's a National Treasures. It's got beautiful gold hollow foil. Uh, yeah, you know, I like the one that I have better from Immaculate, but... I like the fact that this is new and I've never seen it before. <laughs> I'm always a sucker for that gold hollow foil, y'all. Like, <laughs> I love that stuff, especially on bat barrels and bat knobs and that sort of thing. So, uh, anyways, uh, I reach out and, you know, sure enough, like, you know, within minutes, somebody posts a bid and I get a message that says, you know, your, your, uh, uh, posted or your, your offer has been denied or decline, and go, oh, okay, oh, well, no big deal. Uh, you know, it, it's one of these things when it comes to bat barrels, I'm a pretty firm believer that they're just going to keep making them because there's so many gamers of Kinseiko out there. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they're always going to be, like, special cards. Like, they'll also always be, like, centerpieces for folks because they're uh, so neat. Um, but, you know, by that same token, I don't really want to go too terribly nuts though on those uh primarily because i already have one uh but kind of what i was uh wanting to jump into as far as talking about this goes tonight is is the art of practicing restraint and uh i think it's hard to do that for a lot of people myself included when it comes to hobby uh to go forward with this uh barrel so last i checked uh when people start bidding i go okay forget it uh, <laughs> so i didn't think about it anymore i was thinking okay this is a sign for me to uh just kind of see myself out and especially since like i said i have another or have one anyway so uh you know not really uh craving it as if i didn't have one at all so uh and by the way i the one i have has like such a a special story and meaning attached to it so that helps quite a bit more as well but anyway uh yeah so super collector tanner absolutely goes after it regular collector tanner does not and is and tries very very hard to be satisfied with just the one he has <laughs> so as the days progressed as the auction progressed it went from like 100 to 200 to 300 i checked yesterday or earlier today i think and it was somewhere in the 800s. I go, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I already have mine. <laughs> so definitely, definitely don't need it now. 
Uh, and something strange happened because I was uh, uh, curious to see what it would end at. And I thought it ended tonight, so I checked. But when I checked, I noticed that it was no longer an auction. But rather a buy it now or best offer. So I think they have a buy it now of $1,600 uh, or best offer. And I go, huh, interesting. I wonder what happened. There's a whole lot of things that can go uh, on behind the scenes of a listing. You have no idea who is talking to who and what possibly makes somebody uh, stop an auction. Because I can imagine for all the folks that were bidding on it were probably pretty upset and going like, wait, what the heck? I thought I was going to win this. And who knows, maybe there's some folks that were saying to the seller, ah, forget it, man. I had a, a bid higher than your buy it now, but you, uh, you kind of ruined it. So that's it. <laughs> I don't know what the case is. Um, I was just kind of surprised. I know when it comes to auctions that I've bid on in the past and something happens and you know, I'm not really too terribly happy of a camper, but anyways, it is what it is. The seller can, you know, do whatever he wants as long as it's inside the confines of, uh, eBay. So kind of curious how this plays out. And, you know, it's very possible that this becomes a, uh, a hood ornament on eBay for months. If the guy just has like these pie in the sky, it's not really sure. So, uh, I guess we will see what happens, but, uh, you know, like I said, the whole reason for me to start talking about this is mainly because of, uh, you know, the, you know, like I said, practicing the art of restraint. Now, uh, I've got three super fractors right now, guys, like of Canseco. I really wanted to target just one, uh, one special card each of Canseco's cards for my new collection. I didn't want to go into these ultra high-end cards and have multiples, but just kind of, <laughs> kind of happened that way. Um, but, uh, so when I'm looking at this, uh, barrel on eBay, I'm like, huh, you know, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. It may not be as nice to me as the one I have already, but it sure is close and that thing sure looks nice. And I start having visions of like what it might look like. Uh, in my case, and then uh, have like a social media um, reveal of the double barrel action, <laughs> you know, with my two barrels together. You go, ah, no, dang. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it's going to take to get this card. Imagine if it takes like 1300 and, uh, you know, the tax, I mean, you're probably looking up closer to 1500 at that point. So... You know, that's, that's crazy. I don't really, I don't need to be doing that or anywhere near it uh, for redundancy sake. Because uh, really when it comes to, uh, you know, practicing restraint, uh, what you have to do, I think, is you really have to look, step back and think, okay, if I have a card that's already satisfying a specific category, um, you know, think about how it felt to get that card. Now, can you get that same feeling uh, by getting a card that's similar? 
maybe, you know, maybe not. Maybe you're going after everything. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. Uh, I was happy as a clam being the guy that had like uh, the lion's share of the uh, one of one Canseco bat barrels. Uh, you know, about a <clears throat> excuse me, year, year and a half ago, whatever it was. Uh, and uh, shoot, you know, I wasn't planning on stopping. I was planning on uh, continually picking them up. And uh, <laughs> so who knows, maybe in 2025, if I didn't stop, I would have had, you know, 20 can stick about barrels. I don't know. Uh, you know, which that would have been a nightmare to, to liquidate for sure. <laughs> Talk about uh, flooding the market. I flooded it as, uh, as it was to begin with when I sold off, but uh, that would have been nuts if I went several years down the road and, and did it again. But anyway, so all that to say, you know, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm thankful, I guess I'm in this situation because I'm not sweating, uh, trying to get every single one. And, uh, you know, it feels really good to have an attainable goal of one of each type of card, I guess you could say. Now the problem becomes this. Um, I mean, you've got to be careful also. Uh, and, and look, guys, like most of y'all out there probably will not have to deal with this. For me personally, I know this is something I dealt with uh, where, you know, you could say, okay, look, I only want one bat knob or one bat barrel. Then you could say, well, huh, maybe one bat barrel that's autographed and maybe one that's not autographed. And then you go, huh, what about a black barrel as well as a tan barrel? And then an autographed and non-autographed version of those. Oh, okay, what about the bat logo instead of the nameplate? So you see, I like, if you wanted to, you literally could have like 10 different types of barrels and in your mind, in the little game you play in collecting, you could, uh, justify a reason for having each and every one of them and look it's quite possible if you have like 10 canseco barrels that's 10 grand right there so uh as i'm kind of broadening my horizons for collecting investing uh so on and so forth i'm starting to see uh, a whole new picture and it's like so wildly different than what I saw in years past. And so, you know, I'm just gonna kind of run a uh, scenario for you that might, you know, of course it's gonna brush on cards, but it might go beyond that as well. And, uh, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of an idea of, of what I've been thinking about and what I've literally been living uh, the past year or so. Uh, but let's say, that, uh, I mean, just as an example, these numbers aren't real. I mean, I don't, I don't have my sales data up in front of me because I'm walking right now, but let's say I had five barrels and, uh, let's say, you know, they were worth 5,000 total for all five of them. Uh, again, you know, look, having five barrels is extremely impressive, uh, of one player, of course, no matter who it is. You know, it's a, it's a neat thing. It's a great, great, great thing to have so many. However, uh, is it worth the five grand to have all those uh, locked up? You know, I don't know. Uh, for me personally, um, you know, I think I would rather have 1,000 
locked up into a real nice one and have four grand to do other things with. And uh, I'll give you kind of an example of where my mind goes now. Like, you know, imagine having that four grand and thinking, okay, I'm gonna get like an Honest Wagner, beautiful Honest Wagner, or a Babe Ruth, or uh, Ty Cobb. I mean, like, so that way, you know, oh, well, let, let me continue along this line of thinking. Uh, comic books. Imagine if you go into comics and you like comics. Imagine if you uh, could get an X-Men number one uh, or Avengers number one or the first Wolverine appearance uh, and uh, you know, or Transformers. Let's say you get these, uh, you know, some real nice uh, Giga Power Dinobots that are chrome and display real nicely and I know this is like way out in left field for a lot of you listening to me right now, but uh, you know, I just want to kind of try to get your juices flowing. So you could have inside of that money that's, uh, that's invested into a certain type of card that's been duplicated and you can be quite uh, uh, diverse in what you have. And it's kind of funny, uh, and kind of a strange thing to uh, look at my collection now and think about how much money I had uh, wrapped up into these oddballs and, you know, proofs and oversized cards and so on and so forth and what they uh, are in now. Like, you know, 48 Leaf Jackie Robinson rookie, you know, and it's in poor condition, but there's a little, you know, rip or two on the back, but like, the front's real nice and uh it's funny to think that like the money that I had into these proofs and oddballs of Conseco basically went to something like that you know uh and uh it's it's fun to know that like we are in such a hobby that uh we are very mature as a as a collecting community to where we can easily buy, sell, and trade. And uh, so, you know, if you're not happy with what you have right now, uh, you might take a loss. You know, you definitely might take a loss, but you could always sell and put that money towards something that you really like. And so, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my collection. Now. I'm trying to stay away from uh, impulse buys and things that, like, I just kind of like and and funnel that money into stuff that I love. And so it takes a lot of research and patience to do that. But, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at personally right now. So, uh, you know, as I'm talking right now, who knows? That bat barrel might have sold already to somebody else. And that's fine. You know, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where you know, I just really want to try to practice restraint. And so I kind of, I guess that's kind of my challenge for you today is to think about how maybe there are ways that you need to practice restraint or should uh, and uh, if that means staying away from buying certain cards or if that means selling off cards that you just aren't in love with or maybe selling cards off that are kind of duplicates in your collection. I'm not saying like five of the same card but maybe five of the same type of card. Maybe you've got like uh, five jumbo patches of the same guy, uh, you know, or maybe you have three different knobs of the same guy. I don't know. Just, uh, 
just guessing, maybe six super fractures, who knows? You know, uh, it's, uh, it's fun to always constantly be in reevaluation mode because when you do that, there's more motion, there's more action that can be taken in collecting and that's what makes it fun. <laughs> you know, not just accumulating. The accumulation of these cards is just one small piece of the puzzle when it comes to collecting. There's a whole other world, a whole other big puzzle, <laughs> all kinds of other puzzle pieces when it comes to collecting from buying to selling to trading to showing off online to uh, hunting to uh, you know reselling to rebuying all of this. It's so fun. All of this action, all of this motion is kind of what makes our hobby so rich and so great. So entertaining and so addicting, I think. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, I'm not really a fan of just holding all kinds of cards that I'm not like stone cold in love with, uh, you know, just for the sake of having them. You know, it's not fun to me. It's fun for me to uh, sell and do deals and trades and all that. Like, I love it. I love the hunt of buying i also love the hunt of selling like finding the right buyer it's kind of a fun thing too right so i just had a uh, you know i've gotten m116 1910 sporting life on swagner uh, grade a bvg 1.5 and it is a beautiful card like incredible condition for the grade like sharp corners no uh wrinkles or anything like that it's just got some staining on the back it's got like little blue that shouldn't be there on the front in the upper right. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I have that for sale only because I have another Wagner that I love. And I just don't want that duplication. And every time somebody drops me a message saying, hey, man, I'm, I'm gunning for that card. I'm, I'm trying to save up and I love it. Every time I get something like that, guys, like, <laughs> like, man, maybe duplication isn't such a bad thing when it comes on as Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this isn't a Canseco bat barrel we're talking about. It's on this Wagner, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, so I'm still kind of on that, uh, uh, in that line of thinking. And I had a few people make some trades. One of them uh, just came in yesterday saying that they offered a 1933 Gaudi altered uh, Babe Ruth. And it's real nice. It's a nice Ruth problem is is I've already got a 33 Gaudi Ruth uh, and I, it's my favorite one that I have it's got like a crease down the middle but it's like barely noticeable and it's definitely presentable so you know in, in spite of the fact that this altered Ruth Oh, hang on a second here. I think this is messing up now. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, if you if you heard that, it's part of my uh, podcast I was listening to uh, called Crime Junkie. So check it out, by the way. Um, but anyway, so that's all I have to uh, uh, say tonight, I think. Just, uh, yeah, practice restraint. You know, that's uh, kind of what I'm, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do with this barrel that's out there now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I wish you all the best of luck in collecting. And, uh, yeah. Please feel free to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. I hope you all have a great day.